What's going on, everybody? This is Jeff Hillen with Selling Stories, where we discuss the struggles, successes, and life lessons learned through sales and in sales. What if your sales suddenly stopped? What if you lost your job? How would you feel? What would your next step be? The guest I have today, Justin Moy, managing partner of President's Club Investments, is here today to talk about maybe an alternative to just what we all know as sales professionals, which is closing deals. Justin, what's going on? Jeff, man, I am doing really good. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited. Uh, you talk about you know successes, failures, pain, and learning, and and we got a ton of uh, talking points keyed up today. It's going to be a great one. Well, you know, doing some research on you, talking about pain, uh, <laughs> I was hoping that you could give my listeners a little insight to your entrance into sales and some of the pain you first found, and maybe on the other side, um, a little success. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I first got my taste of sales, I don't know if a lot of people had this path, but I was in retail sales for like the very first time. I think the very first sales job I had, I worked at a, a company that they're out of business now called sports authority, sports authority. Yeah. I sold home gyms and shoes and whatever else they had. And that was the first job I had where they had like a sales scoreboard. You had, you could make commissions. Um, and I was pretty good at it. I ended up actually making more commission than my hourly, which was just not that common for that role. And yeah. so I kind of thought, okay, I have a knack for this. I, I kind of like tracking commission and, and making more money based on more that I do. And so I went on to go to GNC to sell supplements. And again, I was you know the best in the state, the best in the region. And so I always was drawn to like this world of sales. And I don't know if I had kind of a natural disposition to it or if it were just topics that I loved and that's kind of passion translates into good numbers. But for whatever mm -hmm. reason, I was good at it. So as I started to get a little bit older, I was time to make a decision on, hey, are you going to college? Or are you not going to college? I thought to myself, well, I've been pretty good at selling in retail. What if I just sold on a big scale? Like what's the biggest thing I could sell? And in the Bay Area in California, housing is a crazy sales price. So I thought, okay, I'm going to sell houses. So I got my real estate license when I was 18 and I thought this was going to be it. You know, I think everybody who's in sales has kind of done the real estate agent math. They're like, okay, you know, if I make, you know, two, three percent of this, uh, you know, what can I yeah. make? And that napkin math looks really, really good. Especially you watch shows on TV, man. And you just see like, you yeah, know, a million dollar deals and you're like, hundred thousand commission. Okay. I can, yeah. Do it. <laughs> now I hear you. Yeah. And so I'd watch all that stuff and, you know, it, it's always kind of pitched to you that way. Um, and just like everything, right? Like it's not that simple, but I was 18 years old. I was like, forget it. You know, this is going to be really awesome. And I would cold call every single day. It was one of those jobs where I showed up. There was my phone. They, I think they gave me like 50 business cards or something like that. And they're like, Hey, j just grab a phone book from, you know, down the street and then just start calling people in the neighborhood. I said, sure. Did no problem. Did you actually have any kind of like help on that pitch or was it just like see what works for you and just dial dial it crazy? yeah it was absolutely nothing now looking back that was not great of them to do but <laughs> um that's what it was they were one of the biggest uh, firms in the area so i thought okay they have it dialed in this must be pretty easy you know whatever um and so for six months straight i cold called like crazy and i cold called you know between six and probably 10 12 hours a day and I got nothing, nowhere for six whole months. Oh, and in go. the real estate world, it's 100% commission. Yeah. So if you don't sell, you don't eat. Now, luckily, I was 18 years old and I just lived with my parents. You know, It wasn't that big of a deal, but it 
it was kind of right. I was working harder than I ever worked before, and I was making no money. I made more money bagging groceries when I was you know, 16 than when I was selling houses. <laughs> that's tough, um, man. That's a tough mindset to come back in the next day and feel you know energized to, yeah. to <laughs> like a zero scoreboard, you know, get blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And literally nothing. I didn't really feel like I had good leads. I didn't have a good pipeline. I didn't really know. And part of it was my fault, right? I was not educated in sales. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, So there was a lot that could have been fixed, but um, I was nowhere. And so six months on the day, I remember thinking to myself, it's been six months. I have nothing to show for what I've done the past six months. It was 7 p.m. at my office. I just finished another day of cold calling and I said, forget it. I can't do this anymore. This is such a bit well waste of time. I'll go back to college. You know, I'm going to figure it out. And, you know, I, I was in there I'm in the office by myself. It was dark and I just started crying and it was, I wasn't really that sad. I don't know if I was overwhelmed or if I was embarrassed. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was just this feeling of failure that I think just put me over the edge and just all this, you know, six months of bubbled up kind of disgruntledness and, and frustration. Yeah. And I was unplugging everything and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to leave and I'll just never come back. Um, and that'll be it. They'll just never hear from me again. And right at that moment, you know, I had one more lead pop up. I would look on like Craigslist for sales, for sale by owner houses and stuff like that. And I stared at that lead for maybe a minute or two and I just said, forget it. I'll just make one more call. I'll be completely done with it. It won't matter. I don't even think I plugged my headset back in. I just called by hand, you know. Um, <laughs> I was so done with the job. And and I called and that was the very first person to ever tell me yes to a cold call. Yeah, why don't you come by and and you know see what you can sell my house for? Did you think it, I remember did you think it was real? I didn't think it was real. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I thought <laughs> one of my friends was pranking me. Yeah, I just never heard it. I didn't even know what to say next. I yeah. never planned for success, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, no. um, I had no idea. So I said, okay, you know, and I, you know, I took down the address and, and then off, off I went, you know, the next day to go, to go list this house. And that ended up being my first listing. She also bought her next home with me. They closed on the same day, uh, a net $60,000 commission check to me from one customer. So it is that easy in California. <laughs> in California, yeah, that, it will happen that way. You yeah. know, when you sell a, you know, I think it was a million and a half dollar home. She bought like a $3 million home, you know. Um, yeah. So the price points work that way, but you got to go six months without selling anything first. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and that was just the beginning. You know, since then, you know, we rose into the top, you know, the top five percent, and you know, Century Club, Presidents Club, and ever since then, it kind of clicked for me. But it was a long, long, long journey to get there, and I really realized like you have to follow this process, yeah. and it's going to feel like you're not getting anywhere. You might feel like. I'm failing. You might not feel like you're making any kind of progress, but you have to trust the process and you have to work it. So that was my entry into sales, kind of a mixed feeling, but uh, you know, really changed the trajectory of my life and, and really happy you shook out that way. One thing I want to ask you, because you brought something up that's you know a little unique and that's the expectation of success and mm -hmm. what the next steps are. So now that you had an actual win, an actual yes, and you know, looking back at your career, looking forward, you know, for the next part of your career, what would you say you do differently now, knowing when you make a call to somebody, maybe not as much cold calling as you do you did, but when you have these conversations, do you think your message is different? And do you have a a plan out strategy compared to what you did, knowing that you have success and there's gonna be successes that still come? Yeah, I, I think you know, I've gone less towards a completely planned out strategy and more towards kind of frameworks. Um, okay. So first thing is 
know, yeah, plan for success. If you do something long enough, it'll happen. And I think really what was holding me back was until I got that first sale, I wasn't truly bought in. Hmm. I didn't really know that this would work for me. And then I think that's why I had such success after that first closing, because it kind of proved that concept. Okay, I got to take this seriously. Now I'm going to really start working it. So looking back, what probably happened was I was kind of half-assing my calls. I was sort of going through the motions. I always had a little bit of doubt. Eh, I don't know if this will really work or not. And so I wasn't really all in on it. And yeah. then once I got that first check, I was, right? 60 grand, I'll do that to a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, and this was, you know, 12 years ago when 60 grand was serious, serious money. And it was... It was that proof of concept that really put me over the edge and, and really got me to buy in. So now, you know, if I'm calling or if I'm calling our investors or something like that, I don't really have a script, but I have kind of a framework and I like to adjust based on how the conversations going. And I think having more of that personality to when you sell and when you talk to people has helped me a lot more as I've progressed. So now, you know, tell us a little bit about what you do, because um, you have a tagline in your LinkedIn profile that says retire within 10 and you know, the yeah. concept that you know, drew me to you and the conversation we're having is, you know, the idea of replacement of income for sales professionals. And like I introduced the show, you know, it's possible that maybe, you know, next year your sales aren't what they were the last 10 years, or maybe unfortunately yeah. the industry you're in, they scale back and you don't have a position. So you know, I wanted you to talk to people about maybe alternatives to the the way we as salespeople usually do is we kill what we eat, you know, and that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that can be great if there's elephants to kill, but unfortunately if some stuff is a little barren, uh, you may need to look at some alternatives. So what do you do and, and how do you, I guess, target sales professionals specifically? Yeah. So what I tell people I do is I help sales professionals replace their income with passive income. Typically within that 10 year mark is the goal. And the vehicle that we do that in happens to be commercial real estate. Now, I don't know if that will always be the preferred vehicle. Um, maybe something changes in the future where it, it doesn't become commercial real estate, but for now, that's what we're doing. And the ultimate goal is, hey, you should not have a 40-year-plus timeline of working most of your life, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, big part I, of- think that, Justin. I don't think you're going to have too many people to throw that in your face. They just need to know how they get there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so one big thing that I felt when I was in sales, and I think every single salesperson who I've spoken to has had the exact same phrasing essentially is, yeah, like I feel like I'm going to burn out. I feel like I'm burning out. It's tiring. It's exhausting to operate in sales at a high level. Mm -hmm. You really don't have those days where you can coast by, you can kind of, I'll just call in sick, whatever, it won't really matter. Like when you take time off or you call in sick, sometimes that affects your income for the month, right? So sure. we're kind of unique in that way. Um, and to me, I was making all this money when I was in sales and I knew I couldn't keep this up. I couldn't keep up the hours. I couldn't keep up the stress. I couldn't keep up the pace. And I thought, how can I take my very high income now and create income for me in the future? And I looked at all, I'd spent years, okay, retirement accounts, those are out because you have to wait till you're you know, 60 plus to cash them in and, and a really benefit from those. The stock market, that's pretty much out. If you look at the returns from the 2000s on, they're really garbage. I don't care what anybody tells you if you're investing in public markets and index funds. Um, and that's just not exciting to me. You're still going to have to work you know, 35, 40 plus years to make that pay off. Mm -hmm. If you look at financial advisors, a lot of times what they pitch is that 4% rule, right? Live off of 4% of your income. Well, it's going to take you a massive amount of time to generate enough of a portfolio where you don't have to retire completely broke. Sure. So I hated all of those strategies. And 
I looked at investing in, of course, I was in real estate sales, investing in real estate, single family homes. It was really, really tough to make those numbers work. So I just naturally thought, well, what if we scaled bigger and did bigger things, apartment buildings? And that's really when a lot of things clicked. Um, in this in this field, it is very, very feasible if you walk through retirement calculators. And, and I'll, I'll give one to your audience here. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end. But you can see a path to replacing your income with passive income within about 10 years. On average, I'd say it's about seven mm-hmm. with the right strategies in the right order. And that's where most people get it wrong. That's exciting. So that's the most exciting part. And then when it comes to sales pros, you know, I'm not the only person in the world that does this, that runs funds and and help invest in commercial real estate and helps other people invest passively in commercial real estate. But I'm really one of the only ones that does it specifically for salespeople. Every deal we analyze has to fit in a few categories. One is risk mitigation for recessions. I have a real estate buddy last year when the real estate market was white hot. In my back of the napkin math, he was probably making between four and 600,000. And then this year, he'll probably make about 60. Hmm. So 60,000 isn't a nothing salary, but we are extra susceptible to recessions in this field. Just like you said, sometimes the deal flow stops, budgets get cut, customers lose their jobs, they go out of business, things happen when the economy turns, that makes its way to our paycheck. So our investments have to fare well during recessions and they have to provide cash flow. So every single time you make an investment, you slowly reduce your dependency on your job until one day you can completely replace that income. So what, what are good questions that you have sales professionals either ask you or your team in regards to whether or no this is a good fit for them? Yeah. So it depends on where you're at in your investing journey. I'll say there's really two large silos that most people are going to be in. Um, One is going to be equity gain, which most people, unless you have a lot of cash to invest now, you're probably still looking to gain in some sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where I say in equity gain mode, you can look to about double your investment every five years or so. I say like between four and six years, so just five years as a benchmark. And then you could have more cash flow investments where you're kind of parking your money somewhere. You're going to collect between nine and 14% cash flow um, paid out to you monthly. Mm -hmm. And so unless you have a lot of cash to put in there, it doesn't really come close to the returns you're going to get on equity plays. So the first thing I would say is look at where your investable cash is and what the amount of passive income you want to take in on an annual basis. If you can convert what your investable cash is now into a long-term cash flowing vehicle, does that get you there or do you still need more to play with? If okay. you still need more to play with, probably look at some equity plays until you're ready to cash out and put in a cash flow. And when you use that strategy correctly, between that seven and 10 year mark, I've seen a lot of people be able to replace their income. That's excellent. Uh, you know, One of the things I wanted to bring up because you know, we have Netflix series now and documentaries. And one of the things that I think people that are maybe not as familiar with commercial real estate or any type of investments are concerned about is like, hey, what happens if like a Bernie Madoff thing happens? I don't get my money back. Yeah. And so I was curious to see like in your world, have you had any instances where people are referencing things like that and concerned about like, hey, I'm going to give you this money or people are going to get money and never see it again because of people like Bernie Madoff that, you know, people think everywhere that happens all day long, every day. I I haven't had somebody say that to me. Maybe the people who think that they just never will invest, right? Or they'll never, you know, talk to somebody like me and, and, you know, I get it. Um, I I don't, I think you, you look at these things like the Bernie Madoff case and, you think to yourself, how the hell did that happen? And and how does 
that happened to that many people and nobody really noticed it. And he just had this grand scheme, you know, since a lot of that stuff and Bernie Madoff has created so many more laws in terms of disclosures and, and proof that even we have to provide to entities like the SEC. And, and there's a lot of checks and bounces mm-hmm. always have been, but especially since that story was really big um, that have been added to that. So, you know, it's, it's not to say that there's not shady people out there, but just like anything, you got to be careful who you get into bed with. Sure. And, you know, build a relationship, find a little bit more about them, have a, have a connection. I have people that just invest in our deals and I haven't met them before. I, I don't know. They just kind of, I guess, see, see me or hear about me. And next thing I know, I see, you know, somebody wired in some money for an investment. Um, and and even I'll call and text them and they're kind of, okay, yeah, it's okay. They don't really need to, <laughs> need to know anymore. And yeah. then there's a lot of people who just book calls with me and they say, hey man, I just wanted to know that you were a real person. Yeah. And I love your stuff and I just wanted to meet you and make sure that this is real. And then, you know, let me know when deals come up. So, you know, find out what you're comfortable with. But, you know, I think the Bernie Madoff thing is hopefully it doesn't scare you too much because it yeah. is pretty rare. <laughs> well, and you know, the reason why I bring that up, not just for you, but for anybody out there, you know, platforms like LinkedIn or uh, Instagram or whatever, like there's some people that use it more for personal use, but then there's other people that use it to really project the light of who they are on those mm-hmm. platforms. And I thought that was important because you're somebody that is active on LinkedIn. You're active about you know what yeah. you're about and what you stand for, uh, Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff that people can be like, hey man, I dig this guy because he's he's a normal guy. Like he's into stuff that I'm into or hey, like he's putting posts up that are reflective and make me think about things that I care about. So mm-hmm. I want to, you know, if, if you're somebody out there that's consi- considering something like this, um, it's important to do your homework, but also know that there's people out there like Justin who are accessible that put themselves out there for you to be able to get some sort of relationship, even if you don't want to message them right away, but allow some entryway into their life and their mind and who they are and what they're about uh, before you maybe take that next step. So I thought it was a good way to, to kind of provide that. Yeah. And I think that's been such a great, I have been really active on LinkedIn, maybe the past you know two months, three months. It's been fairly recent, but it, it's a huge difference. Just the ability to connect with people and I don't know if somebody's listening and they're not too active on LinkedIn, that's fine. But you can really, if you follow along with certain people, kind of learn a good amount about them. And and I'll have people get on calls with me and, you know, they'll start, you know, talking like we've known each other for years. And, you know, this is our first time you've ever spoken. And they'll say, Yeah, I've listened to your podcast for, you know, about a year. Then I found you out of LinkedIn. Then I followed you on Instagram. And so they kind of are, are watching my entire professional and personal life kind of progress, yeah. which is totally fine. Um, but yeah, you can really build a lot of strong relationships through there. And that's something, especially on LinkedIn, that I was really surprised to to see happen so quickly. Um, when you start looking at uh, I guess it's a two-way street. You know, you have people that you want to make sure you're a good partnership with. You know, you want to mm-hmm. have people that are a long-term partner, I would imagine, not just one time and and, and sure. gone. So, you know, when people are considering this, like what would be something they should ask themselves before reaching out to somebody like yourself? If, hey, I, I'm ready to do something like this, what are things that they should think about? Yeah, I think, you know, you got to think about where do you want to go? Because I am hyper-specific in the types of things that we invest in. And first thing is all of our investments, they're passive investments for the investors. So if you love real estate, you love buying homes, you love designing properties, you love that stuff, you know, this may not be for you, at least not to scratch that itch, because once you send the money, your responsibilities are done. You don't you know how you're not obligated to do anything else besides mm-hmm. read reports, read update reports, and um, you know, set up your ACH to to deposit when we pay out. So that's one thing. Uh, you know, the second thing is I'm hyper specific about what we invest in. 
we invest with the intent that we want to replace our income within 10 years or in that time period, right? Things happen. It's, it may not always happen that way, but that's the goal. How fast can I replace my income with passive income? Mm-hmm. So there's all types of deals to invest in. I invest at it through that lens. So if that is a message that resonates with you and, and that's something you want and, and you want somebody that invests with your volatile income in mind, with your susceptibility recessions in mind, with your goal of I'm cashing out my chips and about that 10-year mark in mind, then we are the perfect firm for you. If you want to do something else or whatever that is, you know, there may be other firms there and you can still book a call with me. Maybe I'll introduce you to if I, if I know somebody who might fit you better. Um, but if that's what you want, we are really good at that. And if you want something else, maybe we won't be such a good fit, but find out what you want. Um, Cause some people, they want generational wealth. Like they want their grandkids to know who they are. And that's a different type of investing. It's one that we just don't do. So that might be something for somebody else to do with you. Um, But you have to ask yourself what you want. Cause if you don't know what you want, it's hard for me to decide if this is a good relationship or not. And if it's going to really serve you and your goals best. That's a great point. No, I think that's excellent. And even um, I think that resonates to people even in the sales jobs that they go after. Uh-huh. Uh, there's certain sales careers that resonate with people because they have passion behind it. And I think you mentioned yeah. before, maybe it took your first win to get some passion behind <laughs> your sales in the real estate space to really know it was a passion for you. Yeah. But if you're in a sales position right now and you don't have the love and the joy, because you're right, you have to work long hours. You know, uh-huh. I had somebody this weekend call me and it's been a while since I had this conversation with this uh, particular business. Um, but it's cool because they thought of me after all these years. They're like, hey, we're in a jam. Is there anything you can do? Can you help me out? And so there's that yin yang effect of like, oh, yeah. man, this is like a needle in the haystack trying to find a solution. However, you're reaching out to me because you believe I'm that I'm that right fit for you to get that needle because, you know, yeah. you can make a bunch of calls. but You trust making the call to me. So uh, just want to kind of put a plug in there for all those salespeople to reflect not only on their passive income, but also in the job they do uh, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's finding out what you want, because when you are in sales and you are a top producer, you have the benefit of options. Like you know, game recognizes game, right? Like yeah. if you're a top somewhere, there's people are going to come seek you out and seek your skills and talents. Not every job is going to be for you. Or some people love to sell inside the tech space or some people hate that game. They would rather sell something more you know, straightforward, like be to consumer, be to C and or houses is a good option for me. Um, so find out what you really like to do. It's okay to experiment a little bit as well. Um, yeah. But once, if you don't know what you really want and what your goals are, it, it's hard. It's hard to get the help that you need to get there as fast as you can. I don't need to say anything else. You said it perfectly. <laughs> so you talked about this calculator, this magical calculator. I'm sure people were like, Jeff, can you shut up and just get so Justin can talk about this calculator? Because I was interested like 10 minutes ago. So what does that look like for people and how they know whether or not it makes sense for them? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna hook you guys up. Um, if you go to retirewithin10bundle.com and the 10 is the number, so one zero, retirewithin10bundle.com. Um, download that in there. It's, it's our retire within 10 bundle. You get the retire within 10 calculator. You got to check that out. You put in some very basic inputs about, you know, you and how much money you want to replace. And then with our strategy, you'll see the cells kind of light up green when you can replace your income with, with passive income. Um, you're also going to get an ebook. It's called the defin- it's called uh, the top secret investing strategy for sales professionals. So it's going to dive into a little bit deeper of what our strategy is exactly, 
what we do, how we let people invest in these passive opportunities in commercial real estate. Um, and it'll make, make it make a lot more sense. There's a lot of visuals in there. It's a lot more helpful. Um, and then you're going to get a bonus gift too. So three things. Um, and the bonus gift, if you do decide this is something for you, it's going to help you mitigate risk in your future investments and also save you dozens of hours down the road um, for whenever you are start investing into things like this. So retire within 10 bundle and the 10 is one zero, the numbers, uh, retire within 10 bundle.com. Check those out and get all those free resources. You know, Justin, I think uh, what came across so well when we connected for the first time was your vibe. And I want to be fully transparent with people. I don't currently have any investments with Justin. You know, I do plan on having further conversations with him, but I felt like it was it was right to my listeners and to the audience of this show to make sure I wasn't bringing somebody on that, you know, I have a kickback on or anything like that. I wanted to avoid any kind of scenario. So, you know, Justin and I, he reached out via LinkedIn. I looked up his, uh, his information and what he was about. And I was like, yeah, let's connect. We had a conversation it was pretty easy. And I was like, yeah, come on the show. So I just wanted to make sure everybody out there knew that because it is important in today's world. Like you trust people, especially uh, mm -hmm. with, you know, your money. I don't know if there's anything else you can feel a little bit more uh, secured and concerned about is like giving somebody yeah. money that um, you worked hard for. And it's yeah. important, like you said, you know, you need to know what you want and you also need to be able to uh, figure out like what that timeline is to make sure you're not waking up every day. Like I look at the, you know, I, I kind of envision the stock market people where you know you put money in the stock market or you buy an individual stock and every like five minutes you're checking like, yeah, <laughs> am, I, am I a millionaire now? Because you're so worried about it. It's like, if that's the kind of, you know, risk talent you have every five minutes, you know, you got to be really careful what you invest in. And I'm not an advisor. I don't want to give it uh, the wrong impression, but you got to know what you're comfortable with before you decide to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so information is kind of the, the bridge to get to that comfortability level. Yep. So check, I think if you really download those resources, I think you're going to be, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of what most people understand in the space. So start there. Then if you want to talk to me after there's more, you know, emails you'll get that have my, my scheduling links in them, check me out on LinkedIn, president's club investor. Um, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Justin, this was great. I appreciate you giving the insight, telling your story, and also letting people know that if they haven't had a sale in like five to six months, don't give up <laughs> one yeah. more time. Just yeah. keep going after one more call. So I really appreciate the, uh, the message. Of course. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. This was really great, Jeff. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. This is Jeff Pillen with Justin Moy, Selling Stories, everybody. Make it a great day.